Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show. Hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon. Live every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867 on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Remember, positive communication is the key to success. Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. This is the 15-minute lunch break with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon here on Never Had It So Good, Gospel 107. Today, I want to talk about it's time to grow up. I'm of no notion that everyone that listens to this particular show and this network is a Christian or a believer or a disciple of Christ, but I'm a pastor, and that's the framework and the worldview from which I come. And so today's topic, I want to start and use as a foundation or framework some scripture from the Old Testament and from the New Testament, just to tie this thought together. First, I'm going to come from Exodus chapter 2. I'm going to read some verses there. Uh, And if you want to use your Bible, follow along, you could do as well. I'm reading from the NIV. And then I want to lift up just two verses from Hebrews chapter 11 that are corresponding to what I read about in Exodus chapter 2. Says his words in Exodus chapter 2, starting at the first verse. Now, a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him, coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the river bank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. And when the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. The next verse, verse 11 says, one day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. 
I'm going to pause there right in the middle of that particular verse. There's another clause to the verse, but it's not as important to what we've just read up to. And I want to skip over to Hebrews chapter 11. And uh, again, if you are familiar with ministry, with church, with Christianity, you've probably heard these scriptures read before. But even before I lift up Hebrews 11, 24 and 25, I want to explain a little bit about Exodus 2 to those of you that are, might, might not be churched. Uh, Exodus chapter 2, uh, the, the name Exodus actually means exit. So it's talking about the time when the people of God who had been living in Egypt as exiles in the land because of a famine now were being going through the process of making their exit out of Egypt and going back to the promised land that God had called them to. It happens that in chapter 2, by chapter 2 of Exodus, we find out that there's a new king in Egypt. And the relationship between the Egyptians and the Hebrew children had now become strained or between the Israelites and the Egyptians and now become strained. They had become suspicious of the Israelites and they had now enslaved them. And there was even an edict that was sent out uh, to kill every male child of the Israelites because the Egyptian king had said, that he was fearful that they had become too numerous and he felt that they needed to deal shrewdly with them or they would become even more numerous. And if war broke out, they will join the enemies of Egypt and fight against Egypt and leave the country. And so this is where we find ourselves when we get in chapter two to this woman giving birth to a child and having to hide this child and then having to put this child in a basket, a covered basket and putting him in the river Nile and hoping for the best. The Bible says that he is discovered by an Egyptian, by the Egyptian Pharaoh's daughter, the princess of Egypt, and she adopts this child as her own. She recognizes immediately that it's a Hebrew child, but she has compassion on this child. She has compassion on the mother. Little does she know that the sister of the child is watching. And she approaches Pharaoh's uh, daughter and she says would you have me to get a Hebrew woman to nurse this child for you and the and the, the, um, the Egyptian daughter says yes and so um, Moses's daughter Moses's sister goes and summons his own mother to become his nurse and ultimately we often hear the miracle of a mother being paid to nurse her own child but now we jump to Hebrews chapter 11, which corresponds to the last portion of scripture in verse 11, where it says Moses grew up. And Hebrews 11 and 24 says these profound words. It says, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, so it was by faith that he grew up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. That takes real maturity to come out of a life of luxury and choose to suffer alongside the people that you come from. You were elevated out of the pits of slavery and allowed to live in the lap of luxury in the palace. But when you grew up, you realized that what you were living was not true to who you were. That's why I want to talk about growing up today. I want to go also in reference. Paul in, a, in wrote 
approximately two-thirds of the New Testament. And in the two-thirds of the New Testament that he wrote, and I'm not going to read from it today, he wrote a book, a letter, two letters rather, to the church at Corinth. And Paul, in his corrective communicate, because it was two letters in which he was correcting some behavior that had gone awry in this particular church. And his corrective communicate to the church, he spoke rather eloquently in, in about the process of spiritual maturation growing up. The church of Corinth was a bustling and burgeoning assembly of believers, a church that he had lauded early on in the text of being one whose faith had made them famous. Paul says in the first chapter of the Corinthian letter, I thank God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. This Corinthian church was famous. They had a reputation. They were popular. They were known. They had a claim for being of great faith. But despite his early commendations, Paul is careful to temper the text with some cautionary language. He talks about God's righteous judgment. He talks about the danger of hypocrisy being versatile, hearers of the word, efficient expositors of the word, while being recalcitrant doers of the word. In other words, you can't just be a hearer of the word. You can't just be a declarer of the word. You've got to walk the word out in your life. He warns them against having this growing attitude of self-righteousness. And he appeals to them to walk in the newness of life. However, by the 13th chapter, Paul shifts his focus back to an area where the church had demonstrated strength, but it was also a place where this same demonstrated strength was really a in danger of becoming a liability. Wow, it's a powerful thing when you realize that your strength could ultimately turn into a liability. And when you acknowledge and recognize that you are growing up. The church at Corinth was a spirit-filled church, a church where speaking in tongues was the norm, a church where the gift of prophecy was activated, a church that was involved deeply in the acts of charity. And these are three characteristics that today would be checked off as what would make a great church. But it was also a church that was lacking in genuine love. Spiritual maturity, Paul says, is not represented in one ability to execute or to explicate spiritual gifts, but rather maturity is demonstrated in the power of love because God is not concerned with your outward actions as much as he's concerned with your inward intentions and your inward motivations and your inward inspiration. Paul says, when I was a child, there was a season in my life when I wasn't fully grown. All of us could admit to that. I don't care if you're a believer or not. There was a season in your life when you were a child, both physically, biologically, mentally, psychologically, and maybe you might be in that season right now. And when I was like that, Paul says, I spake as a child. So when you are a child, you talk like a child, you babble, you make unintelligible sounds, you coo and you moan. He says, not only did I speak as a child, I understood as a child. So your mind is only able to to grasp childlike information. I comprehended in part. I grasped only the basics. I received what I could, but there was much 
that I did not get. Because of my limited understanding, I thought as a child. and But when I became a man, Paul says, when I grew up, I changed. I put away childish things. What are the childish things Paul was referring to? The text tells us in chapter 13, Paul opens with his indictment of what he describes as cheap spiritual displays that were lacking of love. Tongues spoken from mouths that were connected to hearts that had no love. He says prophecy uttered from lips that were connected to mouths, that were connected to hearts that had no love. He said, wisdom expressed from minds that were connected to hearts that had no love. Acts of charity and sacrificial uh, giving and sacrificial actions that were made on the behalf of the less fortunate, but with hands and with feet that were connected to hearts that had no love. Paul says maturity is not evidenced in the gifts that are demonstrated in your life, but rather is evident in the love. Isaiah 29 and 13 says, And the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precepts of man. He says, God says, They speak as though they love me and they honor me and they respect me, but truly their hearts are far from me and they even have to be taught by mere men how to fear me. Maybe you're not a Bible scholar, maybe you're not a Christian, maybe you're not a believer, but I still believe that this message of growing up, it's time to grow up, is relevant to you. So I'm going to use some uh, literature quotes that I know. Virginia Woolf, in her critical view of growing old, says growing up is losing some illusions in order to acquire Others. She was rather cynical of the whole idea of maturity. But Cassandra Clare in her book, City of Ashes, she says, growing up happens when you start having things you look back on and wish you could change. That's growing up when you have a level of regrets in your life, things that you knew that you believe you could have done differently. Maturity is put in the process between opportunity and decision. As I close, one day Moses grew up. He had been blessed, highly favored early on. It was a gift to grow up in Pharaoh's palace, even though he had been decreed an enemy. Moses had experienced the joys of a childhood in the lap of luxury. He knew what it was to have power. He had the privilege of the best education that Egypt could offer. He understood as an Egyptian. He fought as an Egyptian. But one day he grew up. One day he recognized that he was different. And he put away any notions of himself being an Egyptian. This is the 15-minute lunch break with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. And as I close my thought of it's time to grow up, I want to challenge you to know this. You may be living in the world. You may be constrained within the parameters of what the world has defined and declared and decree is yours. But I want to tell you, you are not of the world. You are more than what the world says that you are. And it's time to grow up.
Have a great day. Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867 on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Remember, positive communication is the key to success. Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.